In 2008, CBS released supplementary material for their show, How I Met Your Mother. In 2022, we rewatched the show and we read The Bro Code. This is The Bro Code Podcast, where we read The Bro Code by Arnie Stinson. Brought to you by Nerma Nerma Network. Disclaimer, less than half of the opinions expressed in this podcast legitimately reflect the morals of either Alexis or Susie. While it's fun to entertain the idea of agreeing with a misogynist character written 20 years ago, we do not recommend modeling any part of your life after his, partly because we've both already tried and it doesn't work. The same way you would not take financial advice from Lily or advice on first impressions from Ted, it is not advised to take any advice whatsoever from Barney Simpson. Huge cultural shifts around race and gender have happened since the premiere of the show, and it is our goal to point out the morality of the time rather than project the current reality onto the subject matter of the past. But we're also bros. We want to wear suits and we want to get laid. So if you're trying to do that, then high five. Let's learn how to be better bros. Article 61. If a bro, for whatever reason, becomes aware of another bro's anniversary with a chick, he shall endeavor to make that information available to his bro, regardless of whether he thinks his bro already knows. Chicks seem to think annual events other than Mardi Gras, the NFL draft, and the day the swimsuit edition comes out are worthy of celebration. I don't know why either, but I do know if you become involved with a woman for more than the occasional toss in the hay, which is expressly not advised, you'll need to be able to recall certain days of the year with relative accuracy. I'm sorry, I sprayed sour spray into my mouth and it really got me. (laughs) Generally speaking, considering that having a relationship with a woman for more than a toss in the hay is expressly not advised Mm -hmm. i feel as though you should not remind your bro of anniversaries no but barney does believe in love he believes in marshall and lily he fought for them he got lily to get back with marshall yes he flew out to san fran he believes in soulmates so I think if your bro is with the right chick, you should you should toss him a bone. Toss him a bone. But deep down, Barney believes in love, but not for himself. No, not for himself. Not yet. Yeah, it's not till the beginning of season four that he's like, actually, I love Robin, which is actually most of the series he's in love with Robin. Though. Yeah, but it doesn't stop him from running plays for most of the series. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly runs plays. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then we've got a chart here for dates that chicks find important. And there's fill in the blanks for users at home to. So they can use for themselves. Yeah. And it tells you also when the woman of your dreams will remind you of the occasion. So her birthday, she will remind you three weeks before by pointing at jewelry. The anniversary of the first date, she'll remind you happily the day of. marriage anniversary she'll remind you angrily the next day children's birthdays she'll remind you at your divorce trial and the Grey's Anatomy season premiere she'll remind you in the middle of a playoff game do you think there are any things we should add to this list of dates that chicks find important to be more up to date yeah the 4th of July you you think 4th of July needs a I think, yeah, I think the ch- actually, wait, I think people can remember the 4th of July. <laughs> Never mind, I take it back. I think we'll remember that date. Never mind. 
That's on me. Her birthday. Maybe um, the pet's birthday. That's a good one. That's important to me. Yeah. When do you think the chick should remind him? The bro. Um, three weeks before by pointing at pet food. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Instead of grazing out, instead of a season premiere, I think when something is available on Netflix might be a good. Yeah, I was thinking something along those lines. I think we should make the Grey's Anatomy. I, I know he's trying to like. It's a joke. It's a joke. Right. So is everybody. But I feel but... like Grey's Anatomy. Like I know people are still watching it. It's not the same. And reminding you in the middle of a playoff game is not really it. Just a joke. Just a joke. Are you going to, for you personally as a bro, are you going to use this chart in the future? Yeah, I'll fill it out. And I'll have to buy a new book when I have a new partner. (laughs) Article 62. In the event that two bros lock on to the same target, the bro who calls dibs first has dibs. If both call dibs at the same time, the bro who counts allowed 10 the fastest has dibs. If both arrive at the number 10 at the same time, the bro who bought the last round of drinks has dibs. If they haven't purchased drinks yet, the taller of the two bros has dibs. If they're the same height, the bro with the longer dry spell has dibs. Should the dry spells be of equal length, a game of discreet bro shambo shall determine dibs, provided the chick is still there. And that is rock, paper, scissors for bros. I like the idea of them counting to 10. Like in a bar, Barney and Ted are just like, Dibs! And then, yeah. and then they argue about who's taller, who bought the last, last round. What if Marshall bought the last round? Then they'd have to go before that. Then what What happens after that? Um, the taller one, if they're the longer dry spell. Longer dry spell, which is obviously Ted. Naturally. Although Ted does have, he sometimes does try to rebound like the next day after he's married. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think... A game of discreet bro shit, bro. Hmm. So what, they like hunch together? Right, like they do it under Rock, the paper, bar. Scissors. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like they're doing something else, if mm. you ask me. I don't know if that's going to get the girl if she's still there. Right, after they've counted After to they've ten, already like... Argued about who's bought drinks, checked his, stood back to back to see who's taller. <laughs> Alternatively, they could ask the target. But that would be complicated, because how do you approach it? Right, like, hey, we called dibs at the same time. Which is Who offensive. Do you want? Yeah. Right. Very offensive. It seems like a good enough, good enough chain of events. They could also throw a dart at the target. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever <laughs> hits her is out. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't think there's a good way to approach asking the target. Like it just seems kind of dirty to. They'd have to do it without saying words like target and dibs, right. which I don't think Barney is capable of doing. Like if they, if one of them, if they came up and were like, "Hey, we're both interested in you, both feel vibes." Maybe. Maybe. They could. Well, because Barney and Ted like such different types of women that it's like it doesn't make sense for one of them to call quote-unquote dibs on somebody right. when like if she's like a subscriber to architect magazine like <laughs> why would on earth would she get with barney and not ted but there was i don't remember which episode this or what season this was in but there was like that time when barney and ted kept going out together and every time ted would or barney would get the girl and then barney would be like okay i promise this one's on you 
but that and they get along really well. They vibe. She's probably a subscriber to Architect Magazine. Mm-hmm. And then at the last second, Barney still took her. Do you remember that episode? It was in season three. Season three, episode four. There's that episode where Ted gets to this girl Stacy, who Barney's already been with. Yeah. They were like they were doing a bet about who could get with her first, and she, Barney goes up to her and gets slapped in the face because he already had sex with her a year ago. So Barney's like insisting that he won the bet, but then Ted goes home with her, and there's like this weird thing happening where Ted is like imagining imagining Barney, Barney having already touched every part of her, like she's used or something. Yeah. I think that makes Ted look bad. Agreed. I think Barney. Well, yeah, Barney did sleep with Ted's ex. <laughs> yeah, Barney's more evolved. Article 63. A bro will make any and all efforts to provide his bro with protection. Protection forms a central pillar, or more accurately, a latex coating for the central pillar of the bro way of life. While a bro is not legally or fiscally responsible for any repercussions of failing to provide protection, it is not uncommon for a bro to experience pangs of guilt after a fellow bro becomes infected with a disease, many of which can last an entire lifetime, like when a bro contracts children. (laughs) I like the idea of contracting children. I like the idea of um, a central pillar. I was about to say that. Life. Uh, it's all about the central pillar. Do I think a bro will make any and all efforts to provide his bro with protection? I feel like it if it's casually available to help out. Mm-hmm. Sure. If you're like, like Ted and Marshall share an apartment for a while. Right. They can help each other out. Right. I do think in the show, some pretty crazy stuff happens to provide protection, which I don't think is the bro's responsibility. Okay, what if Ted's... So Ted's apartment's right upstairs from the bar that they're always at. Mm-hmm. So what if Ted is upstairs <clears throat> with a chick, and he like runs to the bathroom and he calls Barney. He's like, hey, are you at the bar? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I need you to bring me latex. Protection. Protection. I need you to bring me some protection ASAP. So then Barney runs down to the Rite Aid mm-hmm. and runs back up. Is I guess that that's reasonable? not extreme. I guess that's not that extreme because they're already going up to that apartment all the time. Right. There is um, a very lengthy paragraph here, which I'm going to read for the audience. Is that okay with you? Yep. In the event that one bro finds himself lacking the prophylactic accoutrements needed to complete the act of coitus, in a safe, effective manner. He is in the right... <laughs> Did you like that? I made eye contact with you yes. for coitus. Okay. He is in the right to expect another bro to use all measures within or without his means to provide the aforementioned prophylactic in a timely yet discreet fashion. See, if I'm doing something else, I'm not going to be there in a timely fashion. Right. When a bro signals his need using previously agreed upon code words and or body sign- signage, it is understood that his bro will discontinue all present activity except for the act of coitus itself, whereby the bro vows to finish as quickly as possible in order to respond with a panoply of options at the bro in need's location. A bro must utilize the most rapid method of transportation available while endeavoring to assist his bro. In no instance may a bicycle be used, as this is not only humiliating, but also potentially harmful to the perineum. 
a zone of tissue perilously adjacent to the sexual organs. In the event that a state, federal, international, or galactic law is breached due to recklessness, unacceptable levels of speed, and or the hijacking of airborne vehicles, it is understood that the primary borough will shoulder any associated legal fees or fines. However, any costs or damages incurred from the use of public transportation are the responsibility of this secondary borough alone, as this is an instance of quid pro bro. Upon arrival at the primary bro's location, the secondary bro must exercise complete discretion so as not to disrupt the primary bro's, primary bro's flow or brojo. <laughs> Once the primary bro has been supplied with the necessary prophylactics, the procedure is deemed complete upon exchange of the traditional, though in this case silent, high five. Tacit in this unspoken ritual is the understanding that said episode will never be mentioned again unless it's part of an awesome story. There is a note, unless a bicycle is the only form of transportation available, like in Southeast Asia or Arkansas or something. Wow, who knew being in a committed heterosexual relationship could make a guy so gay? <laughs> so that's a pretty, I, I like the bit. Very, it's a good bit. It's cinematic, I like it. Right. Um, I, I like that, though you probably will never steal an airplane to deliver a condom. I like the idea of... Of, of being that committed. Right. Also, they don't, people don't really talk about this. Maybe get a vasectomy. <laughs> Maybe just get a vasectomy. Not, not Ted, he wants kids, but like Barney probably could have done that. Right. Pretty early on. Article 64. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> also, while you were reading that, I thought of a funny stop motion. Uh-huh. Of you just reading that and me asleep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> done and done. A bro must provide his bro with a ticket to an event if said event involves the latter bro's favorite sports team in a playoff scenario. This sounds okay. like a date to me. This sounds like a date to you? Yeah, it sounds like a bro date. And it, and like, but like romantic style. Roman, not even bromantic? <laughs> no. No B, romantic? If I, like, that, I don't know. If, like, you're looking out for your bro that hard, like, getting them a ticket to their team that they like, like, bring roses, why don't you? I got you a ticket to a Pirates game. Why didn't you bring me roses? (laughs) (laughs) Would have been weird to have roses at that Pirates game. (laughs) No, you're just looking out for your bro. Do you think Lily would get tickets Okay. to a playoff scenario of the Vancouver Canucks for Robin? Oh, for Robin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah... Oh, but then I could see that being romantic between Lily the two wants of them. that. Lily wants to that. happen just once. Right. Robin's just going to drink beer and yell. At- but you know what would be stupid if we made out. <laughs> that would be so stupid. Hey, I dare you guys to dare us to make out. I, what I couldn't see is Lily getting Marshall sports tickets to go with him, just the two of them. Right. It'd be more likely that Ted or Barney would get Marshall those tickets. Right. So I get that. Right, you're looking out for your bro. You don't want your bro to miss out on a legendary night. Yeah, with one of his. You, can you teams. imagine the FOMO your bro would feel? If bromo, bromo. Yeah. 
if just like Barney was just at Ted's at the Ohio Buckeyes, Buckeyes game. Article 65. A bro must always reciprocate a round of drinks among bros. Exception, a bro is off the hook if his bro orders a drink that arrives with an umbrella in it. Like, how expensive is this drink with an umbrella? Is, it? is this why we're not reciprocating? I think if it's... I mean, no, because if you're getting a round of drinks, especially, like, they're at the bar, and they're in New York City, so it's going to be expensive regardless. Even a shot is going to be expensive. Right. And money is not an issue, I think, for, like... Any of them. Any of them, except for Lily and Marshall. Right. Who are going to probably go home. <laughs> but the rest of them, it's like... I think the umbrella drink is, what, two, three bucks extra on a long-ass tab? Like, you know they're racking up? That doesn't matter. What if it's, like, a really expensive scotch? I think Right, we I have feel to like they would reciprocate that, but an umbrella? I've never even had a drink with an umbrella. No? No. I think you have. I don't think I have. I've definitely had drinks with them. Because they're usually, like, shared drinks or, like, fancy cocktails. Right. Yeah, no. I've had a <coughs> fish bowl that just had fancy straws. Mm. But never an umbrella. Do you I think this want... exception is aimed at Marshall because he enjoys umbrella drinks? Maybe. When Marshall has daiquiris, he gets really into how beautiful he is. And he doesn't want to support Marshall's habit. Yeah. It's very possible. But I think if you're just having drinks with your bros and you're just drinking like beer and scotch... I don't want just one umbrella, also. I want two umbrellas. So I will want the second round of umbrella drink. However, I w- you know what does make it complicated is mixing liquors like that. <laughs> you know? Right. It might be harder to keep track of, like, how you're feeling if you throw a bunch of, like, sugar in there. Right, right, right. That's a bad, that's a bad time. So, yeah, maybe not. I would say, but then we have to include, if we're just drinking umbrella drinks all night, then, then you have to reciprocate get... it, and you don't reciprocate the whiskey. Do you think that they have this rule because they're worried about alcohol poisoning? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and now, a word from... A break from our break. Hey, bros. This legendary podcast is brought to you by a different podcast that's also awesome the other podcast is called jawbreakers and it's available wherever fine podcasts are found take a listen to this clip you'll see i'm not here to kink shame but but i but i don't understand uh if you have a cold play kink can you please reach out to us we need we have a question <laughs> yeah it's a safe place mm, it's a somewhat safe place they're all yellow Wait, you may have heard Coldplay took their name from a book of children's poetry. Well, sorry to break it to you, but it's possible the band got their name from a sex act. Yep, Coldplay is a sex act. A kinky, kinky sex act. Who wrote this? (laughs) (laughs) What is it? (laughs) All Coldplay lyrics now resemble a freaky sex act. I mean, what was all yellow? This person sounds like a 13-year-old who vaguely knows about sex. A kinky, (laughs) kinky sex act. Okay, man, that was the whole clip. Let's get back to the bro code. All right, on the next page here, we have a beautiful image. Would you like to describe this image? Uh, yep. So, there's a guy 
kind of slumped on the couch wearing a, sh- a shirt and tie and maybe sweatpants and like slippers and he's holding a very odd photo <laughs> a very close-up photo uh that's framed he looks really sad and then there's someone else looking at their watch and looking at him yeah it's like pov of the person wearing right the pov watch. of the person with the watch like how long is this person going to be doing this which leads us into article 66 If a bro suffers pain due to the permanent dissolution of a relationship with a lady friend, his bro shall offer no more than a that-sucks-man and copious quantities of beer. To eliminate the possibility of any awkward moments in the future, his bro shall also refrain from any pejorative commentary, deserved or not, regarding said lady friend for a period of three months when the requisite backslide window has fully closed. So, before this bro code, the rule I've always heard or known about this is like a month for every year mm-hmm. the person was the people were together that kind of makes sense but then i always i would always get confused when i was like someone who was dating for like eight months which is still like you, a couple weeks don't say anything so if it's like eight months eight weeks no it'd be like less than a month okay. if it's a month for every year then eight <laughs> eight months a is day like, for every month <laughs> Five minutes for every year. I like that Barney would give his bro space. Yeah, and also, give him time. I think this is one of the things that really turned me off to Ted in this entire show, was when he shit-talks Lily mm-hmm. after Lily and Marshall break up. Well, stop it. She's not worth it. You gotta get over that Grinch. But I didn't say Grinch. I said a bad word. A very, very bad word. Because, one, he knew Lily just as long as Marshall knew Lily, and just as long as he knew Marshall, because they all met, like, the first week of college. Because Ted gets caught on a voicemail calling Lily a bad word, which they bleep for Grinch because it's a Christmas episode. That's why I had that dream. It's really upsetting. Um, And I also don't understand why... I understand that Ted and Marshall are bros, but he's also friends with Lily. Mm -hmm. I don't know why he was so quick to be like, Lily's the worst. I hate her. What an awful person. Right. And I get that what she did was shitty. Like, I get... He could be mad at Lily. Mm -hmm. But also, she didn't, like, kill Marshall or something. Like, she didn't... Like, it sucked. And she's sorry for it. Right. But she also, like, explained it. She tried to talk through it first, and then she was like, I just need to go. I can't do this anymore. Right. Right. And they and she didn't wait till they were already married. Didn't wait till they, ha- you know, yeah. she just needed a moment. They've been dating since college, and like he didn't even try to see her side of it at all. But he didn't even have to do that. No, all, he, all he had to, to do this, was not. All he had to do was not say anything pejorative. Right. And then they would have been back together, and everything would have been fine. But instead, and now he could have told Lily, like, "Hey, I'm really mad at you for doing this," and she could have said, "Yeah, I know." So yeah, I think this is a good. And, like, Barney's not big with opening up, so he's obviously just going to give beer and say, that sucks, man. But, like, that's honestly better than fully saying that this person that you used to date sucks. Especially if you still like her. Yeah. Which Marshall did! Right. He made jokes about pretending like she never existed and stuff, but... Right, so this image that we described is waiting. It's it's waiting until the... Till the bro is done. And the picture that's framed is like, it looks like He-Man. It's a person with bangs and a unibrow. It does look like he Article 67. Should a bro pick up a guitar at a party and commence playing, another bro shall point out that he is a tool. I think if your bro is being a tool, you should tell him. 
in any setting. You don't think that the bro should harmonize? No. I think if your bro is being a tool. Period. Period. How would you approach it? Just, hey man, you're being a tool. Yeah. I wouldn't call him out in front of the whole Would you whisper? Wait, mid-song? Mid-Wonderwall? I'd be like, hey, I need you. Come uh, tap this beer for me. Smart. And then he'd come tap the beer because that's what bros do. And then I'd say, hey, you're being a bro. tool. Shut the bro. fuck down. Get that guitar out of here. It's not even in tune. Nobody's going to sleep no, with No, don't you. tune it. Don't tune it! <laughs> I also, I don't think it should just be about playing a guitar. It's any form of being a tool. Any form of being a tool, you need to tell that person they're being a tool. Maybe they're just not checking themselves that day. They just need, they just need a bro to check them. You just need your bro. Article 68. If a bro be on a hot streak, another bro will do everything possible to ensure its longevity, even if that includes jeopardizing his own personal records, the missing of work, or if necessary, generating a realistic fear that the end of the world is imminent. Exception, dry spell Trump's hot streak. I don't think Barney follows dry spell Trump's hot streak. Right, because his hot streaks come up more than once. He hits the 200th He does like the week, he does the month. Right, he does the week, he does the month. He has all sorts of streaks. Mm -hmm. He's got his thing with different continents, I think, different countries. But if, like, Ted's in a dry spell and and Barney's on a hot streak, he's gonna sleep with the girl, whether or not Ted's in a dry spell. Except we keep saying Ted's in a dry spell, but isn't Ted kind of a player, too? He just, like, doesn't, we just pretend like he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He slept with a lot of people. <laughs> For somebody who's so, like, set on the one... Yeah. Like, I would expect somebody... To have more reservations. All walks of life exist. I'm not judging... Right. Okay, 200's a lot. <laughs> Anything short of, like, 200, whatever. But honestly, even still, no. I mean, no. If you're doing it responsibly, it's yeah. fine. Whatever. Whatever. It is, Bar- the way Barney, met, can, like, metabolizes it is a little bit strange, but, you know, yeah. whatever. That's his... That's his uh, baggage. Mm-hmm. For someone looking for the one, Ted sure does sleep. And with a someone lot of who has so much judgments towards Barney and his life, he sure does a lot. Right, because I know people who are more relationship minded. They've only slept with a few people in their life. It's right. like serious relationships. Right. Ted will have a one night stand oh, without yeah. pause. Right, which is again totally fine. You should do it. Yeah. That's what you want to do. So maybe he is just always getting laid, but I don't like to think of him like that. No. I don't like to think of him. <laughs> Article 69. Duh. <laughs> Article 70. <laughs> A bro will drive another bro to the airport or pick him up, but never both for the same trip. He is not expected to be on time, help with luggage, or inquire about his bro's trip or well-being. I have no problem doing both ways of an airport trip for my bro. Yeah, but then, like, what is this, you know? Why not bring roses? If you're going both ways, you're the last person you saw... You're the last person your bro saw in New York City, and the first person your bro sees when he gets back. The airport isn't a real place. It's, like, international waters. Bronario. That's a scenario for bros. Mm -hmm. I just came up with that. Nice. Okay, so Lily and Marshall have their whole thing with picking up, mm-hmm. you know, what is it? The person flying in brings back a six-pack of beer. The person showing up 
brings a little chauffeur sign. It's cute. For the next 11 years, whenever either of them would fly anywhere, Minnesider, get it? <laughs> the reunion was always commemorated with a chauffeur sign and a six pack from wherever they'd been. Let's say they fell out of that habit. Okay. Would it be appropriate for Robin to pick up and drop off Marshall? They're not really bros. Would it be appropriate for Robin to pick up and drop off Lily? Yes. They're bros. They're bros. Marshall and Robin have a really weird relationship. I love it. Well, because there's like that one episode where they have nothing to talk about and they don't like head spending. Oh, yeah, sort of later on. Together. Yeah. But earlier, I think it's season four, they go to a theme bar. Yeah, together. and they're having a great time, and it's I love that. Yeah. But for whatever reason, it doesn't. I think they can only be together in loud, screaming places because that works for them. Robin, much like Barney and Ted, has a main goal of trying to get laid often. Right. Marshall doesn't often factor into plans of trying to get laid. Yeah. They sometimes let him come along for the ride to the strip club or whatever. I feel like if Robin took Marshall to the airport and picked him up, she would make him sit in the back seat. Like she's an Uber. Right. And like maybe she'd expect money. <laughs> and she'd just be like smoking in the front the whole time. She would and she would and she wouldn't ask him how his trip was and he'd be trying to tell her. And she's like, You're gonna tip me or something? Like That's true. He would be trying to tell her. And she'd be like raising up the music. I think that's it for today. Yep. And we'll end on a on a legendary quote. Mm-hmm. With great penis comes great responsibility. No, but he's that lame. Yes, he's that lame. Tell him you're that lame. We are international businessmen. Oh, come on! Nurmer, nurmer. <laughs>